Welcome to Indigenous Success. Doing it, thinking it, being it. With Dr. Caitlin Barney and Professor Tracy Bunder. Hi everyone, I'm Caitlin and welcome to our podcast series, Indigenous Success, Doing It, Thinking It, Being It. I'd like to start the podcast by acknowledging the traditional owners of the lands where we're recording this today and pay my respects to their ancestors and their descendants who continue to have strong spiritual and cultural connections to country. I'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where you're listening from today and pay my respects to them as well. The podcast series focuses on what works in outreach programs for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander school students. This series is part of a suite of resources developed from an equity fellowship I undertook in 2020 that was funded by the National Centre for Student Equity in Higher Education. It focuses on success factors that are based on key findings from the fellowship. Each episode is an interview with an Indigenous staff member or university student about aspects of effective outreach programs. I'm a non-Indigenous woman born and raised on Jagger and Turrbal country, and I'm joined by my co-host and colleague, Professor Tracy Bunder, who was part of the advisory group on the fellowship. Hi, everyone. I'm a Noogie Waka Waka woman, and I'm the director of the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Studies Unit and head of academic programs at University of Queensland within that unit. Caitlin and I decided to call the podcast series Indigenous Success, Doing It, Thinking It, Being It, because there are multiple understandings of success in this context. We need to think about the influences within our life and those experiences. Perhaps we need to also consider the locations and the contexts in which we find ourselves and of course cultural matters. All of this leads us to have a projection about leadership. Also you'll hear Caitlin and I use the terms Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, Indigenous, First Nations in this podcast. And we want to acknowledge this and note we are aware of this diversity and the different perspectives on the use of these terms. We hope the podcast series is useful for outreach practitioners working with Indigenous students, but we also hope that the podcast is useful for anyone with an interest in student equity and student success in higher education more generally. The theme of this episode is around how the shift to online outreach activities during COVID has worked in practice. And our guest today is Lydia Bissett. Lydia is an Indigenous Student Recruitment Officer at Swinburne University of Technology. Welcome, Lydia, to the Indigenous Success Podcast. Thank you very much. Lydia, I'm really looking forward to our podcast today and you speaking because I really want to know about how we can do this really successfully online. But first up, can you introduce yourself in any way that makes you comfortable? Thank you. So my name's Lydia Bissett. I'm a proud Trugulwo woman from Tasmania, from the northeast of beautiful Tassie. Um, I've been living and working and thriving on Wurundjeri country for nine years now, and I'm very grateful to the country and ancestors here for looking after me during that time. I am the Indigenous Student Recruitment Officer at Swinburne University of Technology, and I work within the Indigenous Student Support Team in the Mundani Toonbridal Centre. Do you mind to tell us a little bit more about that role you have at Swinburne? For us, this is the second year we've had this recruitment role. 
and the role started during the online space, which has been interesting. The idea of the role was to allow a holistic approach to student recruitment and support. So I have the opportunity and the pleasure to get to know students and their parents during course selection process, uh, to develop a trust with the students, ensure they're on the best pathway for where they want to head long term, uh, and to explore their scholarship and accommodation options. I can then hand these beautiful students over to our Indigenous student advisors for ongoing support, for help with tutoring, uh, to attend cultural and social events and to join our community at Swinburne, um, which has been really successful for us even in this online space. So Lydia, you know, we know that pre-COVID most universities were running face-to-face outreach programs for Indigenous students that brought students onto campus, but then because of COVID this has been more difficult and a few universities have shifted to offering online outreach activities. Can you tell us a bit about the transition of outreach activities for Indigenous students to online that Swinburne's offering? Swinburne in general created last year Swintopia which is an online interactive approach to Open Day, um, which includes avatars of key people and um, a virtual campus that they can tour around and attend course sessions. So that will be running this year as well um, in conjunction with our regular on-campus Open Day, COVID allowing. For Indigenous students, we held last year the Indigenous Tertiary Information Session online Now, these sessions regularly are um, delivered all across Victoria. We had many, many planned this year. We got to um, deliver one in Ballarat before we were put back into lockdown. Um, So we'll be looking at online events for later in the year as well. But last year, we had a lot of success with this online Indigenous tertiary information session. And so this, we had students in years 11 and 12 register from Melbourne, regional Victoria, Canberra and Sydney. They were able to be given um, information on VTAC, general application information, um, any study support information, um, ab study. And then they had the opportunity to meet with all the Koori units from the different Victorian universities to discuss specific course questions and, and find out what those units offered for Indigenous students. You know, I guess one benefit of having it online is that students from all across the nation are able to participate in some of those programs and information sessions. Um, What do you think is the best aspect or the highlights of, you know, having those programs online? Online, as you said, the access and the reach that we can get online um, to students from all over the country, but also a lot of rural and regional students were allowed to access, were able to access um, information uh, that maybe they wouldn't have regularly been able to do. They may not have been able to attend an in-person session. Um, And where a lot of In the past, a lot of this information is delivered to rural and regional students um, via email or on the phone. But being in the Zoom and the Teams space gives you that connection to students that you may not have otherwise got. And you get they get a familiar face. You get to read where they're at. You get to provide live information to them by sharing your screen. And I think where some students may not have had that connection, this really brings them into the community and welcomes them and they get to connect to myself and my colleagues 
and feel like they could be part of that university, um, which I think is much, much better than just your usual email inquiries. I can see just talking about the the benefit, the, how that how that works. One of the things that Caitlin's fellowship found, Lydia, was that uh, the cultural aspects of outreach programs were really important. Could you just talk a little bit about the ability to do any cultural elements within online programs that you're offering? For outreach, uh, we have a lot of online cultural programs that we've been running with our current students. But for outreach, a big thing for us is having current Indigenous students speak to the prospective students. And they just give a really good perspective on their journey to move away from home, to find their pathway, and to engage with the support and the cultural events on offer to them on campus and online. Um, that connection and seeing other mob and seeing them succeed and hear their stories, we have found to be really beneficial to prospective students to see where they might find their own place. And they get to hear about those cultural events. The online, it's difficult with some things like we've tried, um, we've done weaving, we've done um, painting at home where we send kits out to people it's tricky, but again, being able to see faces and see faces of, of other students, um, I think really breaks down the barrier that can be there in the online space. Would there be anything else you have to add in terms of the benefits of online programs? We've had quite a lot of students who were able to commence their course online, which for them meant staying at home on country with family and community. And that's been really beneficial, especially for some of the younger students to be able to stay within their support network while starting their study journey. And then down the line, they have the option of moving and, and starting to study on campus when they're ready. Um, that's been hugely beneficial for some, but some find it difficult studying online. But for others, you know, continuing their study without having to leave home has been really great for some people. Yeah, that sounds like a really important benefit for some students in terms of being able to stay uh, at home and where they're comfortable um, and still be able to study at university. Lydia, how effective do you think online outreach programs are? You know, for the fellowship, I didn't focus on any online programs and certainly a finding was that the peer-to-peer connections that students make are really important. Um, Can you talk a bit more about that and how effective you think it works online and are those connections still able to be made? It's certainly challenging for some and it in many ways is not the same as as being able to do it in person. But I think a lot of things, study and and work-wise, a lot of things are heading into the online space now and I think it's a really great skill for students to be able to operate in the online space to connect to each other there's so many platforms we utilize um, where students can join groups and work together in class but also join um, friendship and social groups so i think the recruitment space is similar in that it is shifting into that online space and so much of the information we provide to students now is online and we're always directing them online. So I think it's worked quite smoothly for us and students have shown a lot of resilience in stepping up and um, being confident in the online space and 
um, taking charge of what they're looking for and finding their own information. And I think whilst it's been difficult, I think the skill set that students are developing um, by managing their own futures in this way online, I think it's going to be really beneficial in the long term. Lydia, if I can just take up on that point, I think you're I think you're speaking into um, my next question, which is what is your definition or understanding of success? What does that mean to you? Particularly because we have named this podcast as Indigenous Success, Doing It, Thinking It and Being It. What's success for you? In the university space means mob having access to any pathway that they want to take, that they're given information and opportunities um, to follow any dreams that they have and given autonomy over what they want to study, how they want to study it, that flexibility in delivering, uh, in delivery and in, you know, full-time, part-time, online. I think success is when we're given the opportunity to study our own way and for Indigenous students that's grounded in their own culture and um, writing their own path based on their own experience um, and allowing students to have that self-determination where they get to to really decide where they want to go and and our job is to support them and give them every opportunity um, to succeed. True. Open the door and they will walk through. Thank you very much, um, Lydia, unless there's something else that you wanted to add that you hadn't had a chance yet to speak about. My hat is off to all students who are studying in this space. It's it's strange, but we're seeing so much success and there's so much support available um, and some of the benefits that we've discussed. And um, But really young people are really impressed with the resilience that's been shown. And um, I think, you know, students will will find benefit to going through this. I think there's the resilience building and the confidence building, I think, will pay off in the long run. So, Our bubbers now are, are just adding to the ranks of education warriors. Thanks, Lydia. Thanks so much for joining us. It was great to hear about, you know, the online space and what can be done in outreach activities, especially in the current kind of climate. So thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. If you've got any questions about this podcast or any of the other podcasts that you may have listened to, please contact Caitlin on her email address, k.barney, that is B-A-R-N-E-Y, k.barney at uq.edu.au. Thank you very much and we hope that you'll join us in the future.